This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the county result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. On the edge of the box is Madden. Madden trying to manufacture the shot. Gets it away. Yeah! Oh my word! What a goal from Paddy Madden. The Irishman strikes again. And is that the goal? intro would have been dead by now hello and (laughs) welcome to another warmly anticipated and hotly welcomed record-breaking episode of the scarf bagara war part of the talk sport fan network another week has gone by we're all alive still what more can you ask for well i'll tell you colchester review check newport preview with a newport fan check big announcements check a brand new quiz that goes by without a hitch check on that later. <laughs> yes, we are with you for the next 60 or so minutes. Is that is that too long? Not long enough? Frustratingly, nobody Ooh. seems to know. So 60 minutes it is. With me, Nick Lee, and join us as always. He says a friend is just an enemy who's not annoyed you yet. Wise words when you're my friend. It is, of course, the man, the myth, the very profound yet slightly hurt Russ, Russell C. Johnson. Hello. Russ, Russell right, C. Mate. Johnson, yeah. Yeah, not bad. How are you? Squire. Not too good this week, mate. I um found out yesterday that my window cleaners died so yeah so i can always contact him using a squeegee board can't i <laughs> well worth it well worth it thank you very much That's gentle no one's got hurt with that joke no one's got hurt it's just <laughs> just nice gentle nice gentle uh call my bluff you know you know it's something you'd hear when you're off sick from school that on like some tv quiz show or something like yeah bradley walsh would approve of that i think yeah, yeah. He's he's very unprofessional, Bradley Walsh is. He's always laughing at, at like dirty names on the chase. <laughs> don't, don't rate um, it. Don't rate it. I, I don't I don't I was gonna say I think talking of dirty names, Waggy's with us, but I don't know if, I don't know how that links in. It's not really a dirty name, is it? I was thinking of something. Uh, hello? No, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Now how are you... if you're calling Waggle, then Maybe. <laughs> That's not How are you, Waggy, mate? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. I'm good. But just don't call me Waggle. No. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, definitely an I is. there, not an L. <laughs> or do I have to just sit here like this? <laughs> you can do it if you want, yeah. Well, do, do, do it in the bath and I'll chuck my washing in with you. Sorted. <laughs> so the cameras can't get you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So 
Nick, you stole half my thunder then, but that's okay. So on tonight's agenda, we're going to talk about the Colchester win, the, the record equaling Colchester win. Um, we're going to have an oppo review with Ed from 1912 Exiles podcast, a Newport County podcast. Um, I'm guessing that we all hate Wrexham tonight. So, you know, that's something we've got going for us. Um, we're going to talk about the Simon Wilson interview for those that have watched it and not watched it because it's pretty interesting. We'll have a bit about the EFL Cup draw. We'll have getting reses as well. Um, first, though, we've got some admin just to uh, not get it out of the way, but tell you about all the things that are happening. We We've we've finished the survey now. Thank you to everybody that that participated in that. We had over a hundred and ten replies, which is pretty good. Uh, so we're taking all that on board, and we're going to make minor tweaks. And hopefully, you can see that and see that come through and make the podcast a better podcast. Um, first things first, though, YouTube, please do like and subscribe. Forty percent of our viewers are not subscribed, and we're only one way one away from sixteen hundred as well. So please do that. That'd be great. Don't forget, you can subscribe to our Patreon. You get ad-free episodes earlier than everybody else. There's 20% off the merchandise that we've got going. Um, thank you to everybody that's bought merchandise recently. The Alafi, Chali, and Ben t-shirts have been pretty popular. Um, and if you've ordered in the past few days, all that's been sent out now. That's been shipped. So that should be winging its way to you. Uh, we've got the Mas Steve Massey interview being recorded tomorrow. That'll be out on Sunday for patrons. Um and Dave Smith Never Existed will be out next Thursday, won't it, Nick? Well, indeed, yes. A, a packed episode talking about all the times County have been on the telly and on all the different days of the week. It's about as, it's about as niche as it gets, and it's only the third episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure how much niche you can get. <laughs> oh, don't you worry, it can. <laughs> um, and then finally, on for, well, for patrons... Um, Nick, Christmas do. Want to tell us about that? Yes, we are having our now yearly big fat panel show quiz thing. I will come up with a, a name for it, a better name. No, I won't come up with a better name for it. I think that encapsulates the anarchy and the carnage that it was last year. And <laughs> uh, more of the same this year. It's any second now, patrons will get the announcement and they can find out how to score themselves a free ticket. But we will be, Ben Walker will be hosting, myself and Russ will be team captains with guests including our very own Waggy, Jonathan the Geordie Hatter, Sam Byrne and one other guest to be confirmed slash decided slash approached. And I'm going to, I'm going to hit the button on Patreon. Slash dragged right in now. off the street. Slash dragged in off the street, yeah. yeah. And if you're on Patreon, you will be, you'll be getting that post in your feed right now. Just drop us a message on Patreon to secure a ticket. But don't ask for a ticket if you have no intention of coming. Because I had a lot of fannying about on the day of the thing last year. Because I had a list of people who wanted to come, but there wasn't space. And then I had another list of people saying, well, actually, I can't come after all. That's, so, yeah. I've made it very prohibitive, haven't I? Yeah, that's what <laughs> happens when you make it free, isn't it? That's what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It turns, it turns out beggars yeah, can't be free <laughs> But yes, Excellent. that is on your Patreon feed now. Excellent stuff. Right, so without further ado, because uh, he's probably got better things to do, I'm, I'm guessing, uh, we'll get Ed out from uh, from the 1912 Exiles podcast, a Newport County podcast. Running Armstrong, played in the game, and a, and a superb goal, and it's Connolly who scored it. Hello, Ed. Hello, Ed. What's with her? Pabin 
Hey, Dwayne Disky coming back. Die down, fantastic. What a tag. There you go. You see, that's all, that's, that's about oh, as much as I can say without without saying how I'm dressed and things like that. What, <laughs> that's that's the way you did to <laughs> first, first few modules of Duolingo, and that was about it. I've I've, uh, I've paused since then. But yeah, how are you doing, mate? You're right. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm all right considering uh, that we are going to get gubbed in whatever it is three sleeps time when uh, when you come to town. This is of all the games this season, this is the one I'm dreading most because. Um, I saw us home and away against Stockport last year. I was very impressed by you. And um, you were my tip pre-season to win the division. Um, I've not seen any evidence so far that makes me think that isn't going to happen. Um, and we are playing you in the middle of quite a dry spell anyway for us. And yeah, I can see it being quite a long old afternoon for Newport County fans. You're worried about it, but these are the ones that we get worried about. These, especially when we're on a, run, like a possibly record-breaking run like this. These are the games where we think, oh, God. It was the same with Swindon the other week, and we came through that just about. But it, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. People challenge winners. Yeah. I mean, you know, you, you you put yourself up there to be beaten, I guess. But um, I'd, I'd much rather be in your position in the league than ours. Um, and I think... I was just looking now just to refresh my memory um, of the squad that you've got and the strength in depth that you are able to rely on. I mean, I, th I think it is one of the things that I think is quite impressive this season with Stockport. Um, and I'm not just saying this to flatter you, but um, in a division where there's a lot of big spending clubs who can just kind of throw money at the problem. I mean, yeah, you know, you, you, you're backed and everything else. But actually, the way you kind of built that squad and built that dynamic really well... Um, and, you know, there's a clear... The thing that I thought, particularly the game we played at Edgley Park last season, you just look so well-drilled. Everyone knew their job. It, you, you know, you did a real professional number over us and it just looked like a team where, yeah, everyone knew what they were doing. They knew the game plan, went out, executed it. And, um, yeah, so I, I, that's that's why I'm fearful for Saturday. Yeah. Well, I suppose you're right to be, because given what we've done, you know, 12 in a row and we are top of the league, but I don't want to make it all about us because we're, obviously, we're, we're here to talk about Newport County, if that's okay. Um, so you, you're you a 20th at the moment, 19 points from 18 games. Uh, I ask this to every opposition podcaster we have on, how's it been going? Are you underperforming? Are you about, are you about right? What, what, you know, what's going on? We're probably where we would have expected to be. Um, so, you know, look, coming into the season, we've got the lowest budget out of any club in the entire football league. We we had a, a reasonable summer, actually, in terms of recruitment. But, you know, that's against the backdrop of the fact that we had financial difficulties over the summer. Um, yeah, we were we were struggling to attract not just quality, but also, you know, we probably would have preferred a few more bodies through the doors as well. So we're quite thin on the ground. We've then had like a massive injury crisis. Like every defender pretty much has got injured for a lengthy spell already at this point in the season. We actually worked out um, the other week, we could name uh, 10 outfield players that would make up a, a halfway decent um, team in this division. And they're all just sat in the physios room. So um a few of them are starting to come back, but we've had an injury crisis. We didn't have much in terms of squad depth. We probably lack a little bit of quality because of the, the lack of spending power we've got. We went into this season saying, listen, if we finished 22nd, that's okay, because this is a tough year to be in this 
division. Like I say, when you've got your Wrexhams, your Notts Counties, your Stockports, your Salfords, you know, just to kind of keep our head above water this year while we sort out some of the financial issues would be enough. Um, we've got a very good, experienced, honest manager in Graham Coughlin. He's, you know, he's the sort of man you want at the helm to kind of steady things when um, you're in the situation we're in. But yeah, anything, uh, survival and upwards is fine. So the fact we're in 20th now, um, I think is, if anything, slightly overachieving. If you look at the challenges we've had, I would expect us to possibly improve a little bit more in the second half of the season when we've got a few more players back and we can possibly add one or two in, in January. Yeah, because you've you the had, financial I mean, you had... situation there now. Because did, didn't you have was it a local lottery winner at one point? Yeah, I mean, well, that's that's going way back to when we got promoted out of uh, the conference with uh, right. yeah, yeah. Lotto Les. Uh, I mean, you know, he wasn't <laughs> throwing the sort of money that Wrexham's owners or Notts County's owners can can put in there. But you know, we were able to bring in a few slightly better players than other teams had around them. And it, it was enough at that point to get us up. I suspect these days to get out of the conference, you need to be in a, a kind of different, um, a whole different stratosphere. Um, but yes, yeah, so we had Lotto Lairs. Then he um, decided he'd done his bit. So we were then um, fan-owned, trust-owned for 10 years. Um, that worked quite well in the years when we were having lots of cup runs and we had you know money coming in from those. Once the cup runs dried up, um, and COVID hit, it was a kind of perfect storm a little bit. So um, we, it was revealed at the start of the summer that um, we had financial issues and were staring into quite a, a depressing looking uh, red zone on the balance sheet. Um, and so there was a vote. We the, the fans agreed that we would allow former Swansea City chairman Hugh Jenkins to take a controlling interest in the club that's still being ratified by the uh, football league but it will go through in the next um, the next month or so i would imagine and he will then um, hopefully put a bit of money in so that we can strengthen in in january um it i think most fans don't feel great about it i certainly would have preferred us preferred us to have remained fan owned in perpetuity but the reality is to compete at this level that's that's quite difficult to manage you know exeter have done it afc wimbledon have done it but generally speaking um it, it is quite hard to make that model work, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, we know that ourselves, don't we, lads? Yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. I mean, you, you've had some good results, though, haven't you? Albeit away from home. I mean, the, the FA Cup result against Oldham was, I guess, OK. But certainly beating Gillingham at Gillingham and beating uh, Cheltenham at Cheltenham is pretty decent, isn't it? Is it, is it home form where you're struggling? Home form was the problem last season. We were we were pretty bad uh, at home last year. This season we have looked stronger. We've we've been able to score more goals this season than last year. We've also been letting more in, which um, sort of tells you a little bit about our inconsistencies. Um, but uh, I think the the thing this season we've had a very lumpy set of fixtures. We. August, September, we had quite an easy start in a lot of ways, which is why at one point, I think we were up to like the dizzy heights of six or something ridiculous. Um, but we knew that that was a false position. Now we're in the middle of a really tough run. You know, we've got you and Mansfield on like consecutive weekends, which is, you know, an unenviable task. So we're now coming towards the end of what is a very, very difficult run. And then December, I think we've got three or four more winnable games. So it's really just looking at kind of averages rather than any... Um, six game run of form because those six game runs of form can be very misleading when you've got the sort of fixtures that we've we've come out with. My sense is we can 
we we fancy ourselves at home against most teams. You're probably an exception to get something away from home. We can do the kind of smash and grab merchant stuff, um, but you know it's 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 picking the games where we try and do it, and particularly because of the limited squad we've got and the injuries we've got. You know, if, if we've if we've we've got a week where we're playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday. You do sometimes get the impression that Copland will go right. Let's let's focus on one, and maybe the others will uh, will still try and, and get something from it. But you know, we know what the the most winnable games are in a, a three or four game spell. So, is, are those, yeah. those are the injuries like new injuries, or are the have you sort of been hit to the, at the start of the season? Yeah, it's a bit of both. I mean, it's one of those like every time you thought, oh, well, we can't, surely we're not going to get another one. We go and get another one. So we had um, Adam Lewis, who we had last year on on loan from Liverpool, came back this year. It's rare to see fans get so excited about signing a left back, but um, <laughs> he had he had a real a real quality to him and could also like he loved a, loves a slide tackle and uh, you, you know what it's like as a fan you like a player who likes a slide tackle yeah um, so he was great he was a real kind of engine room fullback he got um, injured and and probably won't be back until uh, the new year um, we had uh, Carl Jameson who we signed from Tranmere he's out on a long term layoff um, we had James Clark. Um, Declan Drysdale's two centre back. In fact, so that's three centre backs with, with the three I've just mentioned. All of them going out for a couple of months. You know, we then were relying on a young nineteen-year-old lad from Ireland um, who who come in. You know, very raw, but you know, had a few good games. Everyone's going, "Oh, this lad Seabury is really good. He's gonna he's gonna be the one who will come through and uh, and save us." Then he broke his leg at like Knox County. So you just you know, we we have just had a run of injuries, and they've all been pretty much to defenders. Um, and it's just meant we've had no consistency along the back line. Um, and it's it's cost us, you know, we, partly because we've had a lot of, a small number of players doing a lot of minutes. And also because we just don't have the experience perhaps in that back line that you would want. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But talk, talking about the front line then, Will Evans seems to be, um, well, not seems to be, he's your top scorer in um, with goals and assists, actually, 11 in total. Um is he is he the is he the man we should be watching? I, mean, I think we we all know about Omar Bogle, but is Will Evans is he uh, is he the man to watch for us? Well, that's yeah. Coming to this season, yeah, Bogle had got twenty odd goals last year and was on fire, and uh, I think it's great things. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this season, it's all been about yeah, Will Evans, the flank Edwin Eusebio, uh, who has just transformed. <laughs> like two years ago, he was playing in the Cymru Premier um, and kind of helping out on his parents' dairy farm, and now he's. Top top scorer for us, being linked with moves higher up the leagues in in January. You know, there's even been some some talk about him not being a million miles off getting a Wales call up, which I think is possibly overegging it. But you know, he's 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 been noticed. Um, and I mean, I love Will Evans. He's a proper. You know, you can play him up front. You can play him on the wing. You can play him centre midfield. He'd probably drive the team bus if you asked him. Like he just he does everything. Great work rate. Great attitude. Scores some nice goals um, and is just like a model professional. And the way he's stepped up um, to to come in from being a part timer to now being one of the kind of pivotal players in the team, and he's very much a Cochrane player. You know, the the work rate is there, does everything that's asked of him. Um, so he's his scoring has been a bit again a bit lumpy. You know, there was a lot at the start of the season, then he's had a um, it's perhaps gone a little bit quiet of late. I think it's finding the partner for him. 
him and Bogle are both good goal scorers. I'm not sure as a partnership they are necessarily our best pairing. Um, we've got this lad, Seb Palmer Holden, on loan from Bristol City. He's another one who got a, a lengthy layoff. I think him and Will Evans actually works better. Um, and you may see him this weekend. He played, uh, came off the bench and played a bit against Mansfield last weekend. Um, he's still coming back from a long layoff. But I think if we can get him and Evans on the pitch this weekend, that would be a, a, a good sign. I really want to see them get a bit of game time ahead of, we've got um, Barnett in the cup the following week. Um, and then we've got a, a, a winnable little run of games in December. So if we can have those two fit and, and up and running by then, then yeah, that'd be a good thing. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, we say this before every Saturday. It, all this, someone mentioned it as well. All this sounded promising, so it means that you're going to win, basically. Uh, but we've we've managed to sort of tiptoe our way through twelve games and, and won them all. So, um, yeah, um, there's someone someone has asked actually uh, to talk about off the pitch stuff. Um, where are the best pubs for away fans? So not just pubs, I guess. If for those travelling down to Newport, you know. Where 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 should they go? Right. If, if you want to go somewhere and have a good meal before the game, go to the indoor market, which is on the high street in Newport. Beautiful, like Victorian building. Very, very impressive. They spent a lot of money doing it up and it's now got like street food market thing in there. So, you know, you can find yourself a spot and order all sorts of weird and wonderful food uh, from around the place. Really good. You can't go wrong. And then within stumbling distance of that, you've got um, Tiny Rebel, which is you know, really good, uh, uh, proper, you know, craft beer type thing. Um, excellent. Across the road from that, you've got Yield Moringa Mur House, which is a kind of mock Tudor, wood panelled uh, Sam oh, Smith's nice. pub. So, you know, cheap, good beer. And if you want to find a nice little corner to sit and have a chat or read your book, you can't go wrong. Love it in there. Um, no no also... technology though in Sam Smith's, is it? I think. No, that... no, no. But um, that's that's no bad thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, also around there, you've also got Le Pub, which is a music venue by night, but um, a very nice bar during the day. But if you're hanging around after the game, that's a good place to head to. If you you know, there'll, there'll be a band on, um, and it's usually good fun. And all of those are within about a hundred yards of each other. And no, how far from the ground? Oh, 10 minute walk. Um, yeah, back across. You just come back across the river from the ground, and it's pretty much the first bit of town that you hit. Nice, 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 nice. Um, okay, before we let you go, we ask, we always ask our opposition guests, um, what do you reckon the score will be? I'm going to say 3 1 Stockport, which, um, I've, if anything, I'm being too generous to Newport that we'll get one. I just have a feeling it'll be one of those days where, it, you know what it's like, the hope that kills you. We'll get a goal after five minutes and convince ourselves that the shock is on and then you'll roll us over quite comfortably. Um, I think the main thing, I said this on Twitter, the main thing this weekend is just get through it, keep it with the single-digit defeat and no injuries. <laughs> and I genuinely, like, I'll take that. You know, let's just get get through it. As long as we don't get anyone else crocked and we can then focus on some of the more winnable games we've got coming up. Um, I'm, I've kind of, I've already mentally written this one off. <laughs> You're making me nervous, Ed. You're making me nervous. Um, the mind uh, game. Yeah. The yeah. <laughs> old reverse psychology. Damn you. Um, yeah, one last one. Um I guess what we don't do with opposition podcasts is talk a bit about us. I know you did at the start, but who in our, who who in our team do you know about and who's who's 
who do you think is going to be your biggest threat from from our perspective? Again, I mean, I was having a bit of a look before the game. I mean, obviously, Paddy Madden is the the, the one who kind of um, sticks out. I have to say, the player who last season in both games really impressed me is Miles Hippolyte, who just looked like a player who, again, knows what he's there to do. Take on your man, swing a cross in. He, he just, you know, he's my sort of player. Um, I like the way that he his his um, final ball delivery was really really good, um, and probably he's the one I would have if I could have stolen a player and, stu- you know, stuffed them into a the back of a car and driven them back to Newport and forced <laughs> them to wear um, amber and black, it would have been him. Well, you don't want, you don't want him playing for you now. He's out till Christmas. No. Oh, well. <laughs> there you go. You're giving me some good news. <laughs> and uh, Madden, Madden will start on the bench more than likely. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Um, but that, that the, the other way, yeah, the other way of thinking of that is the other way of thinking of that is we've won twelve in the row without those two. Without him, so, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's one way of thinking about it. Um, listen, Ed, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much for coming on. No worries, Uh Yeah, Diok and Wheel. See you later. Cheers, mate. Cheers. See you later. Here's Armstrong. Armstrong, yes! Oh, what timing! Quick, uh, quick little bit of bonus admin um, before we crack on with the rest of the show. Uh, just let people know there'll be no away day show with Geordie Hatter this week, unfortunately, because he's pri- pri- priorly, priorly. He's got a prior engagement. I don't think priorly is a word. Uh, second bit of admin, I put the post on Patreon about the Christmas do, inviting people to send us a message. I, I stipulated in the post, send us a message through Patreon. And yep. naming no ne- naming no names, Gazendo and Phil Lloyd, but you've both commented on the post. And I'm a stickler for the rules. I like <laughs> things done properly. So d- drop us a private message. I don't. It doesn't make a difference, really. But seeing as I've said, send us a message. <laughs> at least people could do. I mean, it doesn't Dems bode well for the quiz, does it? If they're, if they're going to be the participating rules. in the audience, it doesn't, doesn't bode well. <laughs> yes, there we go. More admin done. Boxed it off. Coolio, Coolio. Um, Drew Robinson says, I liked Ed, one of the better guests that I've seen. Oh. He's, he's better than that Phil Lloyd bloke we had on last week. At least he can polish <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, Excellent stuff. Uh, we have reached 1600 subs, by the way. You can see that on the screen now. We've got there. Woo. Um, excellent stuff. Shall we talk about? I mean, let's let's continue the conversation about Newport. Now we're now we're there, and then we'll 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 talk about Colchester in a second. Um, I mean, on paper, it looks like a, a routine win, doesn't it? What do you, what do you think? Yeah, but again, didn't we go there last year? Was was we wobbling last year when we went there? And we came out, was it 2-1 that we beat 2-1. them? 2-1, yeah. And we looked a bit shaky for the first 20 minutes and stuff, and then we settled down and uh, played our game again. But as you say, it's, I think... I'm not... I'm, I think we'll get the 13 wins. Uh, the simple reason is that in this 12... This run of 12 that we've won is that we've changed the system... And we've we've moved people around to match or to 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 get what we want. Like against yeah. Colchester, we were playing. We played five at the back to, to, for the first 10, 15 minutes, and it was like, no, these are not gonna 
these are not these are not going to be like that type of team. We don't need five at the back. So we put Akil right in, you know, moved him up into midfield. Yeah. And then it's like we're not going to need two defensive midfielders. So let's get somebody else on that can be a bit more creative and stuff like that. So I think we've been able to adapt. And like I say, Swindon, you know, Sars went off. So we, we went to a back three because that suited that suited better playing against Swindon. So although we sort of pretty much played with the same personnel, I think we've been able to adapt. And again, as you say, that bench, we've got people that can come off the bench and and, and change a game and change yeah. the way that we're playing and stuff. So they they seem a bit, as you say, a bit, well, got a lot of injuries. They're not playing that brilliantly and stuff like that. So I don't see why we can't. I don't see why we can't go there and and get a result. That was the main criticism from a lot of people last season was that we're not. It seems to be if Plan A doesn't work, we don't know where to turn. And we saw improvements towards the end of last season in that respect, but this season has just been on a different level. Yeah, like blip blip at the start aside, obviously. But again, you say it was a lot of a lot of injuries and a lot of chopper changing and stuff, wasn't it? And you know, it's, you know, it's. Uh, it's you like the consistency, you know. What I mean, it's people saying players are starting getting tired when we'd won like seven or eight games and playing the same, you know, the same starting eleven every time. But there was a lot of players that were still getting some rest in there. There was games yeah. that we were playing where they were changing the round. And as you say, you look at when we've been playing in the the Mickey Mouse Cup, whatever it's called nowadays. Um, it's like we, we're changing eleven players. And you look at those 11 players and, you know, the majority of them would probably get in most other League Two sides. And they're the ones that are fighting for the bench, in, you know, in reality. So, it's yeah, the, the, the strength in depth is absolutely unbelievable. And I think that's what we've got now. And that's what will make the difference. And that's why I think we can go to Newport and make it 13 on the truck. They get, they get in most League One sides as well. If uh, the report, the, the assistant manager reports on Football Manager or anything to go by, <laughs> so, need we say any more? No, you're probably right. Ian Dowden makes a good point. Um, we seem to have Plan A, B, C, D, and F now. Uh, and what was it? I don't know how many months ago it was, but it didn't seem like there was a Plan B. But we seem to just be able yeah. to change. Uh, I'm not going to say at a whim, but. The, you know, to to adapt, which is really really pleasing, and there seems to be a pattern. There seems to be a pattern, doesn't it, where these teams come at us early doors, and we sort of change. It took longer at Swin- against Swindon, maybe a bit less against Colchester because we went in at one nil up. Um, so yeah, I don't fear. I don't fear anybody, as somebody else has said in the comments. But I just got this niggling thing at the back of my mind that it's got to come to an end at some point. It's so got to come to an end at some point. The sooner it's going to... Yeah. It's unprecedented. It's, yeah. Absolutely. But you've been nervous since before Swindon. But this <laughs> oh, is yeah. Same, this is the same as the National League season, isn't it? For the last 15 well, been, games, before every game... I've been nervous, nervous since before Wrexham, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was dead nervous before Wrexham, I've got to say. Um, but you sort of like... Um, you sort of sleepwalk into it, don't you? Because... The, the runs in the National League and in League Two last season, um, I don't think I ever felt. I think I think it's because we were drawing in the in the middle of those. I don't. I didn't ever mm. feel like um, the the wheels were going to come off. And I don't know why I've got this feeling now. I don't. Not necessarily the wheels are going to come off completely, but we have to lose at some point. I think, and it will come. Um, 
I get the feeling we'll probably do a draw maybe here and there first, perhaps. Yeah, that's, that's, that's going to come. I'm, I'm interesting your, your use of the word sleepwalk there as well. You don't tend to hear that in a positive sense in football. It's always like they sleepwalk the way to relegation. Well, we yeah. have on many occasions. Yeah. <laughs> it, was yeah. very, it was very jarring when you said that then. I was like, oh, oh he said that in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I th- do you know what? Do you know why it's in my head? Because I saw a report on Sky Sports News before the guy out of Game of Thrones, who's a United fan. But did you have you seen that this yeah, doing yeah. the rounds today? Sam, John John Bradley. Yeah, yeah. The lad is he from Withinshaw? Is he? Um, Withinshaw, yeah. Yeah, and he was saying when he first started watching United in the early two early to mid two thousands, he, he said, I think he said, I think he said, I'm other or I might have made it up. There was he was just sleepwalking game to game because they were expecting to win every time, and then when you take that away. That's when you realise, oh shit, no, it's a proper game, you know, because <laughs> he was only a young lad when it happened. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't win forever. That was, that was the least believable thing about Game of Thrones. That was like the the living like in the snow, like near the wall, like sn- like starving and stuff. And he was still a big lad. Really, <laughs> yeah. really put me off it. Really ruined the realism for me. <laughs> yeah, a bit far fetched. Too far fetched yeah, for yeah, me. Like, turning it off now. <laughs> he he was eating the people that kept dying. <laughs> Um, but yeah saturday looking at again looking at fot mob which is again is my go-to now it's really really good uh omar bogle is up there on a lot of these things um in terms of attacking play will evans obviously as well so he's one to watch i think their overall player to watch is probably bryn morris i mean unless unless you're welsh names in there will evans (laughs) bryn morris and yeah. Omar Bogle, obviously. <laughs> yeah, the, the most Welsh of all of them. Um, it did make me laugh when he said, I was going to bring it up actually, when he said uh, about Will Evans, something about a Wales call-up. And I was thinking, well, he wouldn't he wouldn't be the first average lower league player to be campaigning to get a, a Wales call-up, will he? No. Yeah, but at least he's Welsh. Worse than what they've got. Well, true, yeah. yeah. Not just he lives near Wales. Wales. Well, they reckon Mullins burnt his bridges now, aren't they? Because he didn't he do some some Q and A for his book or something the other night, and he said, yeah. um, "I think he just put me on the standby list so we didn't have Wrexham fans knocking his door down." It's like, oh, well, I don't think he's asked about playing for Wales, is he? Really, not not with comments like that anyway. It's more the fan base, isn't it? Really, I always love watching Wales. Like all my life, watching Wales, like in the nineties, it was just like nine blokes. Running round like Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> oh, good, good, good goal, Ryan. Good, good, good goal. And then like the last 10, 15 years, but Gareth, Gareth, well, well played, Gareth, well played. Great. Who's, who's going to be the next one? Well, I don't think they've got one, have they? That's the problem, isn't it? That's the no. problem. I think they're just yeah, playing on the teams now, aren't they? They're still in the qualifiers for the. Euros as well. Yeah, but like I say, play, sort of playing on on energy and fumes, aren't they? They're not playing on um, yeah. on 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 the talent. Um, no, they've got a very poor manager as well. Oh right, yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, I don't I don't rate Page as a as a manager. I think no. I, I I well I don't really I can't read him to be honest. Although he's be- he's better uh, morally than the one he replaced, so that's something, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And full circle back to Ryan there. Very good. Um, so Colchester on Saturday, then. Um again, um it felt like we made hard work of it, didn't it? Up, up until the goal. 
Um, but as soon as that happened, um, we, we kind of sort of glided towards the glided towards the three points, didn't we? Did sorry, did I miss a pun there? Yeah, you did. You can watch it back. I'm not going over it again. Yeah, one of us has to watch it back, doesn't they? <laughs> so yeah. What did you think of yeah, uh, yeah Colchester on Saturday? It did feel like that. The I, I was I got a bit a bit frustrated because one of my big bugbears is Akil Wright in midfield, and it's not that I don't rate him as a player. It's that in the National League North, when he played in midfield for York, you get more time on the ball. Teams don't press as much there, but I do think he panics with the ball at his feet in midfield. I, I don't, and it really frustrated me first. It wasn't that he had a particularly bad game, but it, it says he, he seemed to keep. Whether it was by accident or by design, he kept dropping back into the defence, it, it seemed, even, even though we'd switched from the back three. And that's why a lot of people didn't even notice that we'd switched to a back four 10 minutes in. Looking at social media, no one seemed to have noticed. Um, yeah. But then as soon as I think we, we grew into the game as it went on. I was very frustrated by Etherington's comment saying, um, well, their, their keeper got man of the match, which says it all. Yeah, it shows how, it shows how, how well we played when their keeper well, gets no, it, it shows that he's just beaten, he's just moved up a place in the top 10 appearances and they wanted to mark the occasion. That's what it shows because yeah. he was... And the sponsors was, was wanted to shake his hand and have a picture. Yeah, yeah I mean, don't we all? <laughs> but, he's, I mean, there was, there was other contenders. I'd, I'd have had Crowsdale, Southam Hales or Bailey as man of the match. Ahead of him, but yeah, they had they had that chance, Colchester. But I think I, I think even they go one 0 up from that that smart little flick that hit the bar. They go one 0 up there, then we've got that whole wounded animal thing where we we react yeah. just as we did against Swindon. It's not going to be. I've, I've seen people saying, "Well, Swindon, uh, Colchester score that, and that's game over." They they, they win there. It's like, what what have you not seen in the past chance. couple of months not that would, would make you think that? It's like the there was no ambition with no. them really. It's, it, it was, just, it was a speculative effort that they had. Uh, there was the the chance where they put the cross into the corridor of uncertainty and Ben was out very quick to block it, which I thought was a great save. But other than that, you, it was one of those where you, you could only see one winner. Yeah. It, was just, it, was just, it seemed a matter of when rather than if we got the goal. And it was a scoring. But big credit to Ryan Crowsdale in the build-up to the first. For someone who people have been claiming can't pass... Where are you he seeing all this team. stuff? Where are you seeing this? These <laughs> things I'm not seeing these things. Crowsdale can't pass, and you said the one just a minute ago. Oh, oh, it, it, we game over if they score that goal. I've never. Who says? Who says this? Who are well, you? Who are you hanging I, around I, with, I, Nick? I, I, I don't hang around. <laughs> with, I don't hang around with anyone. Robins. Yeah, yeah, yeah mate, well, you two mainly. No, but you see on the um, on 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 the boards and on mainly on Twitter. I've 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 deleted the um. I've deleted the Twitter and Facebook apps oh. last last, oh. last week or so, just just for a break, just for a detox. Yeah, yeah. It's not it's not good for the old men's mental health, is it? Not at all, life. mate. Not at all. Um, but yeah, Crowsdale on on the on the, I mean, it's probably the weakest part of his game. But when his defensive positioning and his reading of the game is that good, then why does why is it necessary? But it was a great pass. For Camps' goal, a great drive forward and pass for the Camps' goal against Swindon, the fourth. And then again, on have, it wasn't on your. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Away days with County are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at Edgeley Park. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Well, actually, it was on Twitter, those comments. That's what prompted me to... Yeah, I think that's what County1883 saying there, yeah. You saw the comments, yeah. No, that that surprises me, because, I mean, didn't he set up camps last week at Swindon? Yeah, that's what what I just said while you were... were, uh... Focusing on the on the comments. Sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, did, I did it before when, when we were when we were prepping for the show. Before you said something to me, and I was I was typing the bit about the Talksport <laughs> fan network to have a reminder, and I totally missed what you said. So it's fine. It happens to all. But, of us. but, but the saying stuff like that. that's a bit like saying um, a goalkeeper. Yeah, he's good at shot stopping. Well, yeah, because that's it has to be. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. <laughs> that's the bare it? minimum. Yeah, yeah. yeah Crowdale, that's his job. <laughs> has to pass surely he's got a pass he's, yeah i don't i don't i suppose it's, I mean, it, it's not it's not what he it's not what you know him for is it if you know he's 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 the guy that sits in that sits in front of the of the back four breaks things up and yeah. passes it out to the creative people simple pass left right or whatever um so and they say yeah sometimes to say sometimes i think maybe he does not panic a bit, but just get a little bit rash in some of his like passing decisions and stuff like that. And I think over the last few games, I think you've seen it, he's put he's put a couple of passes astray. But if you if you if you're being critical and you're trying to focus on that, you're going to see that more than him pinging a ball out to Southam Hales, aren't you? You know what I mean? It's the same as anything. If you if you're thinking that that's that's his issue, what he can't do, then you're not going to see the good passes. You're only going to see the bad passes. Yeah, and especially true, he's, yeah. he's not, he's, as you say, he's not, he's not, he's not our creative midfielder. He's the guy that sits there and does the dirty work. And as you say, he always has, he always has like a, at least a seven. He's always at least a seven, isn't he? In pretty much every game that he plays, but nobody notices him because he's just there doing what he what he does. It's not a sexy position, is it? No, that's that's the thing with defense. You never. Do people ever say that about like N'Golo Kante or Claude McAuley? They say, oh, well, he's, he's, ten out, he's the best defensive midfielder in the world, but he can't bloody pass, can he? But I thought his pass for the first goal, for first Southern Hales, was Paul Scholes-esque. And I spent the rest of the half thinking to myself, I'm going to say that on the pod, I'm going to say it was Paul Scholes-esque. And then at half-time, I had a pint and I was thinking, is Paul Scholes esque the right? And then we had a Paul Scholes esque goal for the second. So Paul Scholes <laughs> was very much the the theme theme of the week, really. Not a bad theme, is it? Yeah. By all accounts, yeah, I wish I had a daughter so I could chew her toes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you were thinking about Paul Scholes. Yeah, that's, that's why I deleted Twitter. <laughs> um. 
just sticking with Crowsdale, actually, JK makes a good um, point here. The thing about Crowsdale is you, when he's not playing, he, he, we miss him massively, don't we? Yeah. Um, we do seem to. And I think Ben Ben said it, um, uh, Mr. Shirtman, uh, several times yeah. that, you know, we stats, don't we don't uh, win games if he's not in the team. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's about three, three there is, years. Yeah, there is a lot of evidence about that, isn't is, is yeah, that the player yeah, or the so. system? I think, I think well, yeah, I think we we play a system that relies on us having that kind of player, having a ball winner in there, um, and we don't have anyone else who can do that. No, no one in the squad, as much as Camp seems to be the go-to in that in that position. Which, when you're on the front foot and you're attacking, then it's fine. He can play there. He can dictate play from deep. But when you're under the cosh and you need someone with that positional sense, with that footballing brain to know where to cover. When, where to press and everything, Camps isn't isn't that player. So we, yeah. Sars, we have Sars no did it didn't for, He dropped in for the last half an hour for one of the games. Was that Swindon? No, yeah. it was it went off at Swindon. But it was one of the games where he dropped in and he looked he looked good playing there. But I think I had um, the young lad that we've got. I thought he was supposed to be Cottrell. Um, yeah, I thought he was. He's he's more likely to be the person that would be in the Crowsdale role. Think that was mm. the, from looking, listening, you know, seeing, not seeing how he plays and stuff, but looking at his attributes and things like that. He looks like he's the type of player that would be the Crowsdale standing at the moment. Um, he's, I think, he seems to be the more the most natural there. But yeah, as you say, it's a difficult position because, as you say, it's not, it's not a glamorous position, is it? You just sit there, break things up, and then pass it, pass it away. So it's, yeah, it's difficult to try and find to get another person who wants to sit there and come off the bench and play that role. Yeah, I think there's, very... there's, probably, there's plenty out there. There's sure there's plenty out there. But I think as well as suppose maybe Akil Wright. That's that's what that's no no, but that's the position stop that he played it. in. Stop it. Stop he played, it. That's what, that's the position he played at York. That was the position he played yeah. at York. So yeah, but as you he, say, he if had it more is time the case on the ball of, at that level. But it but if if it is the case of him getting more time on the ball, then Maybe it's because he's played sort of that um, right centre back role, where he has been sort of marauding forwards. He still he can't take he can't get that out of his head. You know what I mean? Even if he goes and sits in that Crowsdale role, he's still trying to think. Well, I get the ball, I can take it forward now instead of being more controlled and going right. I'll just I'll just ping. I'll just pass it left, pass it right, and then I'll stand here. You know he's he's not he's he's not got the same attitude for that position as Crowsdale has. That's what I'd like to see in January. If, if we can get get someone in there to, I mean Crowsdale's first name on the team sheet for me, and has been for a very long time. But if we can get someone who can compete with him, a younger player who can learn it, preferably someone permanent as well, because um, Cottrell. If Cottrell did come into that role, there's no way we're going to be signing him in the summer because uh, Swansea have got plans for him and what have you. They're planning to mm. integrate him into the first team eventually. So it's not like we're going to be signing him permanently. So I would like us to bring someone through. It's a, if Cody Johnson had gone back out on loan, then you'd hope that come next season, he'll be ready for that. But he, he needs a good six months or so out on loan in the National League before he can step into that role. Because as, as much as as much as Cody Johnson did well when he came into so that Sheffield Wednesday game in particular, he did well, thought he did well against Bradford as well, although some people didn't. 
but he needs to be playing week in, week out. Yeah. He's the one that I see playing that role, actually. Mm. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, let's move on, because we're 45 minutes in, lads. So, um, play this short clip, then we'll talk about Sam Wilson. Hmm? Some good football chat, that was. It was good football chat, yeah. Yeah, it was good. Play this little clip, then we'll talk about Simon Wilson interview and getting reses and a little quiz. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, share and subscribe. And for the audio podcast, please rate, review and recommend us on whatever podcast player you are listening to us on. Cheers. Thank you. Okay, so Simon Wilson's interview then, for those that have or have not watched it. Um, I watched it. I know you haven't yet, Nick. Waggy, you have. Um, yep. I thought it was really good. I mean, the whole interview was 55 minutes long, I think. I think of county content in there, because it was it was more, obviously, it was about Simon Wilson and his previous roles and his, his career. Youth player at Peterborough, by, by all accounts, which was news to me. Um but he said some things that were really interesting. Waggy, what did you what did you pick up on it, just generally speaking? Uh, I thought it was quite impressive that they made the presenter manage to, to go 10 minutes without mentioning Wrexham. That was quite unbelievable. And that will that will, that will lead on to other things. But yeah, I thought it was good, as you say, it was more about um him himself. Uh, talking about, like, say, yeah, where he's been, how he's gone, and you know, things like, say, uh, his his role at City, and then I was thought it was quite interesting where he said he got he got bored, yeah, because he'd got everything set up and everything was there working, and as I said, he was walking around the pitches and stuff, and he was like, I've got nothing to fix. What am I mm. supposed to do now? Uh, and then it was interesting for him to say, you know, although everything that he has done. At county so far there's so much more that they want to do and can be doing and the good thing is that and he, ba- he pretty much said i've got a mate who owns the club who thinks exactly the same that was the impression that it's very 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 close-knit between him and him and Stott. um so i thought that was interesting and yeah just some of the some of the things that he, would, that he was you know sort of said around as you say i didn't know that he was a youth player at Peterborough and stuff like that so it was quite a good I think it's one of them that I'd like I think I'm, I'm going to listen to it again because I think there was quite a lot of stuff that I probably papered out or missed because I was thinking yeah. about other things that he was saying and talking to so yeah is it like the Breaking Bad of podcast interviews like you, you, you can't you can't get everything you need from the first watch so you need to, <laughs> you need to, you need to, you need to go back there's layers <laughs> I, that, that really, I, I knew that he'd like looking into his background when he first joined us. I knew that the I knew about the Peterborough connection, but I've only just made the further connection that 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 bodes very well for what I want us to be, which is picking up rough gems from non-league, developing them, and then selling on to Championship and Premier League clubs for a profit, which is the way we seem to be going already. Yeah. So when you when you say rough gems, do you mean at at, at the youth? At the youth phase, no, of players, you know, twenty-three and under who are doing well in the in the national league. Obviously, that's what we tried. That's what we're doing with Lewis. They obviously have high hopes for him with him getting a new contract. Uh, Connor Evans was another one that we hoped 
that I've that I've been the case with, but he's he's in a position where he's got lots of competition and we've shown that we're better with that midfield of Collar and Sass with Crowsdale behind them, which kind of leaves Connor Evans as the odd man out. But that's, that seems to be the way we're trying to go. Yeah, that that wasn't... I mean, he, th- that wasn't really the essence of what he spoke about, to be honest. I mean, he might have... Well, might I have wasn't expecting it to be mentioned in an interview, but yeah, ho- hopefully. It's, I, I think that is the way the, the way they're going, yeah. Yeah, so, th- so the, 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 the focus definitely is on the youth on the youth setup, and we will have Michael Reigns on in a few weeks as well to give us an update on, on how everything is doing in that respect. I say a few weeks, we have, we have to nail him down and get him in and, and record it and things, and it is, a, it is a bit of a challenge, as you can imagine. Um, but some of the things I picked up on, and I'll read them out because I did. I sat here watching it, making notes because that's that's the kind of life I lead. Uh, <laughs> boys and girls. Well, that's probably what I'm going to do on the second time. I just wanted to, I just wanted to yeah. watch it just to see what you said. Um, so yeah, so straight away when he came in, you're right. He, he, he loves a startup, and he got bored. So yeah, it, this is what it is to him. It's a startup. It's almost like a blank canvas. He said, apart yeah. from me, Edgeley Park, because. Um, as they got in, there were there were already visions in place, so you can't really sort of play around with that as much, which I thought was really interesting. Um, the idea was to set it up as a championship club as soon as possible, so that we would be um, ready. So we don't, you know, you yeah, don't get to the championship that, and you have to start doing times, it. it. Yeah, said that a few yeah. times, and I think even we said it back in the national league as well, didn't we? Mentioned about him in mentioning that type of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he's not necessarily data orientated, so there's he, he has this link, this this thing with Prozone because he I think he was part of that startup, yeah. um, and he used that to get into Southampton where they brought through uh, Bale, Walcott, and he named a couple of others as well. Which I mean, you can't argue with that, can you? I mean, some of them names. Um, but he said he's not necessarily data orientated, but he likes to maximize data, which again. I mean, that's that sounds pretty good to me. And then he went on and spoke a lot about the academy, um, because he he, th- he thought it was really unfair that uh, when we dropped out, we had to stop that. And the last player that left the academy, was the player that scored the goal, the first goal that got us up against Halifax, which uh, was Cannon. Uh, was it Cannon? Andy Cannon. Yeah. And yeah, he scored. He scored. Did he score? The second, goal. Scored, scored the second goal. the second goal. Because no, yeah, was... yeah. No, Collar no, Collar um... scored the second. Yeah, I was trying to. Yeah, that was actually. I was. Cannon didn't yeah, score it was, in that game. It was. It was Cannon. Show... I mean, I've got. I've got it in the clips here. If you want to watch it. Yeah. Colin. Colin. Pulled down nicely by Cannon, who hits it early, and it runs brilliantly for the second. It's Collar. So maybe I've got my fa- I've probably got my facts wrong. I've not written that bit down, by the way. So yeah, he's probably he's probably no, but he did say. I'm sure he said the last. He did make he did make reference to he did it. Yeah. He, did, he did make re- reference to Cannon um, scoring scoring against Halifax. Um, I'm sh- I thought he said I thought he said in the interview he he scored first. Yeah. Or he was the yeah. last. He was the last the last the last goal scorer in non-league. Um, and he was actually a Stockport. He was the last Stockport Academy player, um, yes. and for him not to be able to play for Stockport was was bad, basically. Yeah, 
Yeah. yeah we, we've had a, we've right. had a comment. I'm assuming it's in reply to what I said about the Peterborough model. Uh, no, Wilson's aim is to develop our own players from ages 10 and up. The 10-year-old can't play in the team at the moment, though, which is... Uh, the two aren't mutually exclusive. We'll be doing that and bringing two young players that we can eventually sell on. If we want to be more sustainable and break even, then that's what you have to be doing rather than rather than just spunking massive fees on everybody. Yeah, I think, well, maybe there's a bit of confusion because I think he did say it's a 10-year plan. And that's what I could, yeah. that's what I remember him saying in in that, is that it is a 10-year plan and we're, we're yeah. only a year in. Yeah, year it, was, it. it was more about incubation now, set up an incubation. And if you get ones that come through, then that's a bonus. Um, that come through that are good enough, then that is a bonus. But it's more about, yeah, that, that sort of long-term, medium to long-term, yeah. Um, which I thought was good. Um, and he said the, the academy is essentially a startup as well, but we've got a great catchment area. So any that slip out of the big two, we want to be the team that they come to, which yeah. I, think, I think we're getting a bit of that already, aren't we? Um, I think so, yeah. It seems to be, you say, but yeah. again, we're set up, we've got a championship training centre and everything like that, and all that type of stuff is all set up that way, isn't it? So, as you say, people come in and having a look around, we are we're set up as a championship club, and um, yeah, you know we say we've said that before, and that's what's very attractive about us. Yeah, um, and then the final thing that I've written down is is you want they want to showcase Stockport, so we can do that on a national level because of the football club, and we can do it on a, on, a, on a little bit of a level on an international level as well. So I'm not sure that I'm not sure that growing the international attraction of Stockport County is on the agenda, but. Um, it's definitely probably in the back of the mind. But I mean, it's um, embellished it back to China. Be, it won't <laughs> yeah. be the same. Yeah, get us back on the China tours. <laughs> I think, yeah, obviously, it won't be the same as those ones across the border. Um, but I think it's going it, to, if we if we move up, start moving up the leagues, it gets gets you more interest and more, you know, yeah. showtime and stuff like that. I think the inter for me, the other one was um, where he said that basically there's 300,000 people in Stockport. And hopefully we can harness ten percent of that, and that gives yeah. us a fan base of thirty thousand, which again makes us massively sustainable. Yeah, um, and and you know, hopefully that should be given us if if we expand the stadium to twenty two thousand, then you know we've got it we've got it all over. But I think you can see, I said obviously I'm I don't I don't live in Stockport or anything like that, but I speak to my sister and my mum and dad and stuff like that, and they're like. You can see so many more kids running around in county tops than even four or five years ago, and even going back, you know, in the nineties, in in our heyday type of thing, there wasn't that many people running around or you know wearing Stockport County shirts and stuff like that around town or out around Stockport and stuff like that. So that's the massive thing, and as you say, a lot of people with where we used to give the tickets away for. The schools and stuff like that. If you can start getting them fans in, then they're going to be here for the long term. That's something that Stop mentioned in. We've not we've not touched on it yet, but there was a fantastic piece in the Athletic this week by Daniel Taylor. Yes, uh, I've yeah. seen a lot of people whinging, saying, "Oh, why should we have to get pay for the the Athletic?" Is well worth it. I I think I use my Athletic subscription more than I use the likes of Netflix and Spot Spotify. It's that, and it's it's not it's not club centric like journalism as well. It's just generally about the state of football and pros and cons and everything. And 
you're paying for articles by people like Daniel, Daniel Taylor, who did that fantastic piece in The Athletic. And that's, yeah, that's something stop remarked on in there, driving oh, yeah, around, I, seeing kids in county shirts. Yeah, I signed, I signed up for The Athletic and I read that document, uh, read that report, and I was like, wow, that's, you know, it was really good, really good and interesting. But I say we've had a lot of, we've had a lot of airtime in the last sort of week or so, haven't we? Which is, which again... Well done to Liam Richardson as well for fielding all that, like... Obviously, Liam Richardson's yeah, got the connection yeah, with the right people so that we can do that. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah it's been good because I didn't even realise that ITV were at the ground on on Saturday. It was only when I've, I've gone back and watched the highlight show on ITV that ITV were there. Yeah, you can't miss them. So I saw you two left the courtyard very early. I, you, you didn't get to see Jules Breach hosting a little thing from outside the courtyard. I, I did. Well, I did, but it was on the telly. I didn't Rubbing see it. Your thighs, yeah, I, I, I saw it in real life. It's no, that. I was not. <laughs> <laughs> um, one thing. I one what thing that blurred you... image was in the background. The... <laughs> <laughs> one thing. One thing you did mention, just to finish up on this part part of the show. Um, and I, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, he's back to Wrexham again, I guess. But he said because he was asked about it, I think it was early on, it might have been in that interview, uh, but he, or it might have been through the uh, the Athletic article, I can't remember which one it was, but he said that with us, with, he's, with the driving value into the Stockport County name and driving it into the Stockport County community, that's where they're driving the value. But with the Wrexham lads, the, it feels like they're driving it through the, through the owners. The owners are getting the value of it, not the Wrexham and the town. And I thought that was quite telling coming from somebody who's, you know, at that, that sort of level within a football club. Yeah, it was yeah, it was the Wilson one, isn't it? He said because it's like Stockport Council are trying to promote Stockport County and yeah. the town and Stockport County are trying to promote the town as well. Yeah. So that so we, yeah, we, we, grow, direction. we grow together. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, just interesting. Um, but yeah, if you haven't watched it, do watch it. And same good point as well, Nick. The athletic article is 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 great. My lad watched it, and his his just face was just beaming when he was reading it. Um, you know, uh, one of his first games was mentioned. It actually, it was the four one defeat at home to Boston. Um, and I I missed the fourth goal because their fourth goal because he started crying. He was I had to take him out. You know, to usher a kid out because they're crying like you do at a wedding or something. <laughs> Bloody snowflake generation! God, can't even put can't even put up with ninety minutes of shit football without crying. Try ten years. Never, never witnessed the seventy-two against Rochdale. Right, uh, we're on an hour. What do you want to do? Do you want to do the quiz and then get in reses? Do it. We can do that. Do the quiz. Right. So for those who, well, for everyone, because they weren't here when I, when I outlined it before the show, uh, this quiz is starting 11s. It has absolutely not been cribbed from any other podcasts, namely Quickly Kevin. What I'm going to do, I am going to pit Russ against Waggy. Uh, it might make it a weekly thing, see how it goes, or just whenever quiz. we get a chance. It is going to be a very short quiz. So what we're going to do, you're going to have a choice of two games. You won't know the games. You'll just have game one and game two. With It's penalty shootout, sudden death rules. So you each get a, a go at naming a player who was in the starting 11 for that particular right. game. If you name a player that came on as a substitute, you get another go. If you name a player that was an unused substitute, then you, you lose the point. 
right. you don't get the point for that. So you only get okay. a point if you name a player who is in a starting eleven. Now, Russ, you can go first. So, do can I, you can want I just game say before, one? Can, sorry, can I just go say before it. I choose my match? Um, other fan guests, when we get them on, we'll either do this or we'll do the starting 11 one we did last week, whichever. But we'll do, we'll sort out a prize for fan guests. Let's just say that. Yes, yes, we absolutely will. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep It's easy because we can say this now because we're just, just starting it. It'll be easy to chronicle the score. I wish we'd done this with getting the resers. I wish we'd said we'd made a list from the start of everything that's got in the resers because we're yeah. just going over all ground with some of mine now. Uh, right, <laughs> Russ, you can, you can pick first. Do you, do you want? Game one or game two? I'll have game two. Game two, right. So game two comes from... Now, I've tried to base, base them around the time here. So this was seven years ago today. It was Tuesday the 22nd of November 2016 in oh, the Vanarama National League North. And it was a trip to the Lamb Ground for a two-all draw with Tamworth. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> so... Oh, it's getting tense now, isn't it? Fire up the quiz music. There we go. Right. Russ, now you've got 11 starters and three substitutes that came on. Right, I'm going to so, go for November Danny 20th. Hurst. You are wrong. Oh, he's wrong already. Like... Already you've got... Already... No, no, no. Waggy has to get one right to... Uh, oh, right. <laughs> sudden, sudden death, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I've not, I've not like outlined this twice already. Christ Almighty! Except so, so what uh, year was it? Okay, this not was the start. It. it was November 2016, the 2016-17 season. 2016-17. Don't be looking on your phone. Dead, 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 uh, oh, uh, Danny Lloyd. Danny Lloyd is correct. You've won. Oh, well done. That was, that, was, that was very quick, wasn't it? Oh, God. That was, well, yes, so the team was, I mean, you're going to kick yourself, Russ. 2016, your team was Ben Hinchliffe, Mark Ross, Max Cartwright, Lewis Montrose, Michael Clark, Chris Smalley, Kane Felix, Gary Stopforth, Coyote Odejayi, Jimmy Ball and Danny Lloyd. Um, the three substitutes who came on were John Marsden, Josh Amos, and Sam Minihan. I know all of them. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I, should bad, I, should, I should Danny really Lloyd was so. a complete um, guess. So I thought it was a bit early for Danny Lloyd. No, no, no. That was his one season, 2016-17. And, I mean, you might have had more luck with the other game, Russ, because that was 99-2000. Oh. Fuck you now. But. That's that's the way the game falls, mate. That's the way the game falls. Yeah, well done, I well done. Be- I can't believe I won that. <laughs> you don't get, don't get anything. Don't don't get anything for no goalkeepers. Not in this game. <laughs> right? Should we do getting reses? Do it. Reses. Get in the reses. Get in the reses. Not having that. Get in the reses. Getting reses. Took inspiration from the Boundary Park Alert System boys for that. Sexy Dave, Sexy Dave Bradley and Matt Dean. Yeah, why do, why doesn't one of us get a sexy prefix for the name? Well, it won't be me, why so I... it's going to be, if anyone, it's going to be you. Oh, shit, we're all doomed then, aren't anyway, we? Anyway, anyway, right. Um, who's going, who wants to go first? Go on then. Right. So I'm not going to make you sing, 
right? But there's a, there's a song that we've sung for years at County, right? E-I-E-I-E-I-O, up the football yeah. league we go. When yeah. we're in promotion, this is what we'll sing. Yeah. We are Stockport, super Stockport. What's the next line? As as of this moment, what is the next line? We are Stockport, Chalene. super Stockport. Why? Why would you put the extra syllable in? I don't know, why? Why are do. people putting... Yeah, but it's Chally. Chally is our king. Well, I, I don't understand. You'd have to go, Charlie is our king, wouldn't you? It's a bit more... Which would fit with the song, which is how <laughs> the song goes. That that would be the correct way of doing it. Yeah, I suppose. I, I've never been so livid during a routine 2-0 home win as I was on Saturday, hearing that. That's because you were thinking about and, and, Scaldi and sucking some toes. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and to be honest, to be honest I'm, I, I feel kind of vindicate, vindicated that you did end it with the erroneous challenge of us. Because if you said Chally, I would have been... Well, I'd have just been like, yes, you're correct. So why doesn't 5,000 people in the Sheedland know that? <laughs> really, really annoys me. Yeah. Just, I didn't have. A, do you know just, what? I didn't have an opinion. I was. Just, I didn't. I didn't have an opinion. I was just. I was just telling you what I heard, which is Chaloner is our king. I do. I do. I do concede though. It's, it is. It is too many syllables for that song. Yeah. 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 It is. It really. Same, same Here, with Dave. Davey Chaloner's Blue White Army. So, Dave Chaloner's fits. If he goes in the reses, then does that mean we're not allowed to chant it anymore? We're not allowed to sing it anymore? Oh, no, because no one's going to listen to me, are they? <laughs> if people if people listen to me, I'd have a bigger platform than this, wouldn't I? So do you know if the three, um, of, us, if the three of us are putting it in the reses, does that mean is that is that more is a bit more weight behind it than that we that we've got to stop singing it? Or if no, people just start just singing it and then we can just go fuck no. off Russ, no. Nick and Maggie. If people <laughs> if people if people just take a good hard look at themselves as a result of something I've said, as I often do with myself as a result of something I've said on here, then my work is done. Okay. Now go forth and spread the gospel of yeah. not ramming extra syllables into songs that don't require them. Do we <laughs> sing do we sing the scarf my father wore incorrectly as well? Because it is it well no, because I it... accidentally sing the scarf Bagala wall every single time now. <laughs> No, I mean earlier on in the. I mean earlier on when they said when when I mean I I do it as well. I wore the scarf around my neck, but is it not? I wore it proudly around my neck. Here's which I sing. I I do I sing proudly. That's how I was always taught it. When my uncle and do, taught do it, you when you do you do, it, do you do you do that a bit louder and look around at everybody? Yeah. <laughs> Same as I do when when we sing uh, Hinchliff in the middle of our goal. There's you can hear the sea. You can hear the sea sound. Clicking in my ear, so I I have to um I have to turn around and and be like Hinch Lift. Yeah, I, I I get very aggressive singing that. I get more aggressive singing that than I do like giving abuse to referees. <laughs> oh yeah, good one. Anyway, well, I've, I've had my uh, I've had my win. <laughs> Who's next? Good one, Wacky. What's yours, mate? Well, you know, all week for that. <laughs> I'm putting Andy Goldstein in the reses. Oh. Yeah, he was my second choice. Yeah, this Mr. Chaloner was on Talksport on whatever night it was. To when Monday night was it? I think he was, and I think he went thirty seconds and then started talking about Wrexham, but then also said that we were in a race for promotion with uh, the likes of Wrexham, Notts County, and uh, Macclesfield. I think wasn't we? Did you say Macclesfield? Yeah, they've done well, haven't they? <laughs> he said done Macclesfield. Well. 
I'm like, wow. Pleasure. Pleasure. Yeah. They've just, just come above. Just they've just got above uh, f- uh, filed for getting into the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I did enjoy the fact though that he, straight after he'd said, after he'd mentioned Wrexham and Macclesfield, Challoner just went. I, I'd just like to imagine. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Challoner just old, went now. Sorry. Sodger. <laughs> Hi. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <tunnel. laughs> <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. Let's, oh, let's not say too much about our lords and masters talk sport. Like, uh, <laughs> I, for one, I for one welcome our right-wing robots. brilliant. It's just one single presenter that doesn't get his facts right when he was speaking to the Stockport manager. How's that? Is that is that good enough for you? We're not getting sacked. <laughs> Alan Brazil's a gimp as well, to be fair. He's <laughs> <laughs> can. I mean, you can, yeah, can't argue, can't argue. Good one. Um, Mine's already been mentioned here, but I, w- I wanted to sort of, to- sort of, do- how do I say, pull, pull it back a bit. It's it's the lights and the Vuvuzelas, or what, well, what appeared, what sounded like Vuvuzelas on Saturday. Um, yeah, I couldn't see where they were. What was the lights? What was that? Well, all the about? lights. Was it yeah. Sixty minutes, seventy minutes. I don't know what's going on there. I can only, th- I can only think it's kids, and if it's kids, fair enough, you know, putting the lights on. No, I don't know. It's not enough. a club thing, though, is it? No, but it was at a, it was at a specific time. They all suddenly put them on, but then also again, I noticed it on the the England um, Moldova game on Monday. It got to yeah, a certain the time. People who go and, and watch England are wrongans by and large, aren't they? Though? Well, yeah, there is that. But we're in Moldova, so obviously it must have been something to them. But yeah, that's the first time I've ever seen it at, at County, and I was like, everyone, everyone that was signing up at tier three near me was like, "What's going on? Is it, are we have we got Elton John coming on?" <laughs> we signed a new, oh, signed a new, a new player on a free Elton John's coming on playing in centre mid. <laughs> centre mid's the last place you'd want him. Elton John on the football pitch is the last place you'd want him. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know. We've, we've had some passengers over the years. I guess, I guess another one's one. Left, they just hope the ball don't come over there. Lazy journalism as well. Just to put Gazendo here, yeah. he's he's is is uh, getting the reses. Is the BBC reporter who interviewed Fraser? Well, he, no, he, our he, keeper. He, he did actually. It wasn't the report. It was the graphic person. Yeah, it was the. Oh, was it a graphic? Yeah, Well, I think what had happened. I think they'd planned to interview Ben, just like we did on the 2019 night, and then he dropped out. I think I think that's what's happened there, and they forgot to change it all. Yeah. Come on, Ben, get your act together. Stop, stop dropping out of stuff. Yeah. Come on the podcast. As long as he, as long as he, he just only drops, drops podcasts with and us and balls. doesn't drop anything on the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you two just talk over each other then? But came to the came to the same, the same thing. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. We just we're so we're so in sync that we often finish each other's sentences, sandwiches, no, sandwiches. Oh, see, <laughs> see. <laughs> <laughs> ah, good stuff right i think we'll um we'll call it there so yeah just to recap all loads of stuff to look forward to you've got steve massey interview that's being recorded tomorrow out on sunday for patrons club courtyard club call on monday as normal and then next wednesday we'll have another live show and then thursday we'll have dave smith never existed coming out i mean that's that's too much if you ask me 
And again, as you've said before, um, Courtyard Club Call is free this week. So anyone who's not subscribed on Patreon, get yourselves there. Have a listen to me, Russ and Dan Culverwell talking deep diving into the Colchester game. And that's what we do every Monday. Yes. And there was some very um, good pre-match courtyard chat as well, wasn't was there not? Yeah, so, I do so enjoy that. It's good. Yeah. And the feedback suggests that our listeners enjoy that too. So the main keep thing. that going. Let's keep that going. Um, do you want to finish up on Sydney Exiles comment there and then we'll uh we'll go? Yes, absolutely. Um sad to hear about uh, a county county legend Ian Duncan passing away this week. Um, who I'm sure if you've ever got a coach to an away game at any point over the past 30 years. You'll have... I for My first encounter with him was Tranmere away around 2002 when Palmer was in charge and we got we were on, on one of the official club coaches and about a mile from Fenton Park, the coach stopped for the police escort and a female policewoman, a female policewoman? A policewoman. You can never be too sure these days. <laughs> A policewoman gets on and starts giving giving it out about oh don't you can't take alcohol in the ground you can't do this you can't do that and he just stands up he's like you me outside now and starts jabbing his finger at her, which I thought was wild she she was it was clearly her first week on the job <laughs> and she just didn't have a clue what to do but yeah real real character it's been great hearing hearing some stories about him this week uh, I believe the funeral details have been posted online so. They have, yeah. Social media for that, yeah. We retweeted yeah. that. Um, and there was quite a good moment as well. Phil Brennan made uh, a tribute to him where he was he was um, stood next to a copper. I think the picture was taken by Sue Corden. And on the right-hand side yeah. of the picture was Irwin as well, who obviously they've, yes, all, they've right. all left us now, haven't they? And, you know, three County fans yeah. there that, well, I just know them from growing up being a County fan. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean if, if you ask me to name three people I think of, from like the coaches back in the day, it's those three. Right. Yeah. 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 Bless them. Be agree Bless with you on that all. one. Bless them all. Good stuff. Right. Thanks, guys. And thanks to everybody for listening and watching. Just a reminder, please do rate and review us. It helps us. Um, you can put what you want on the review. Just just hit, as long as you hit that button and do like this video and subscribe if you haven't already. Thank you very much. Right, boys. See you soon. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. This episode of the Scarf Begala War was written, recorded and produced by Russ Johnson and Nick Lee. The music on the opening titles was produced by Dan Johnson. Subscribe wherever you get your content, as well as finding out how to join the TSBW fan club. Check out the links in the description or go to all the W's, scarfbegalawar.co.uk. the 90th minute all your mates around you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget snatching all three points perfect order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app you in at participating restaurants 18 plus serving times delivery fee and terms apply see mcdonalds.com planning for your next trip Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.